We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Sermons with Rabbi David Seth Kirchner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Invariably, what becomes one of the most awkward parts of Friday night dinner is that moment between when we wash our hands and say the hamotzi. It's a moment, according to Jewish law, that we are supposed to remain quiet, silent. But for the most part, the Jewish people do a horrible job at that. We have come up with all types of loopholes and legal fictions to create sound and noise and to fill that vacuum of silence with just that, sound and noise. We tap, we hum, we make innuendos, we begin nigunim, and sure, that's all lovely, but why are we so afraid of silence? Silence is an important part of life. And sometimes, in some places, we need silence. When my father died, and when my brother died, during the shiva for them respectively at different times, I can't remember one thing that one person particularly said to me at that time. I can't remember one phrase of consolation. I can't remember one pasuk that was offered or teaching that gave me an emotional embrace. But I can remember every face of every person who walked through those doors and who sat beside me and my family at that time. The ones that gave me the most nichum, the most consolation were those who just sat next to me, who didn't say a word, but who were just quiet. In the Torah, after the difficult to explain death of Nadav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron who brought a strange offering to God. Moses tries to fill the vacuum with words of consolation or explanation or understanding, and the text tells us succinctly and powerfully, Vayidom Aharon. Aaron was silent. And in that silence, you could almost feel the awkwardness, the heaviness, the pain. I would argue that today in our world is a time for silence. People have asked me, Rabbi, why haven't you spoken out more or written a piece or demonstrated on X, Y, or Z when it comes 
to the horrible and horrific and painful death of George Floyd, Zichrono Livracha of blessed memory. And here is the raw and honest answer. Because I have nothing to say. The airwaves, social media, punditry, the news have filled up the vacuums with noises and sounds, some of them that are warranted. But this for me is a time of silence. Because in my silence, I'm able to do something that I do far too little of. I can listen. There's a Brita by Rabbi Meir that enumerates 39 attributes that people should incorporate into their lives to have value, to be good. And what it says is, Shmiata Ozen Kodem Dibor Hapeh. Being a good listener is more important than what we say or how we say it. This is a time for the Jewish community and in particular for the white community to be silent for a moment and to listen. What I hope we can hear in that silence and by tuning in with our ears is the cry and the pain and the hurt and the anguish and the frustration of the black community that has bubbled up multiple times, but this time in the most powerful way and exploded over the years of injustices that have happened to their people collectively. It's not a time for moral equivalency to claim that we also know of pain. We do. Whether it's anti-Semitism or Holocaust or pogroms, of course we know of pain. But when someone tells me they hurt, it doesn't feel good when you say, oh, I hurt too. We have to have empathy and understanding for their pain. My daughter goes to a school called the Heschel School. And I'm very proud to send her there for many, many reasons. But one reason in particular is for the namesake of the school. Abraham Joshua Heschel was a teacher, a rabbi, who was committed to social justice. There is a well-known picture of Heschel marching arm in arm with Martin Luther King Jr. of blessed memory. It's very hard to think of Heschel without thinking of that iconic picture. I'm curious if anyone knows what it is that Heschel said to MLK when they marched there that day. I don't know. And frankly, it doesn't matter. What matters 
is that Heschel stood next to his brother. His brother that was created in the image of God, B'Tselem Elohim, that is holy and that is pure, and said, if you are hurt, then I will walk with you and feel your pain. It is a time for silence. It is a time for standing up. It is a time to hear the cries of the black community who has been afflicted for far too long. There is a um, fantastic coincidence that happens in the parasha this week about people who have to atone for sins. The Torah tells us that if I do wrong to another person but I maintain my innocence, I still have to make retribution to that person. But to really atone is to look inward and then look outward and to confess for the sins which we have committed. And that is a process, not an act, it is a process. There's a difference between an act and a process. Anyone who's ever worked in a kitchen knows an act is cutting an onion. A process is cooking that onion and adding it to ingredients. This is a process. And the process for us today, individually and collectively, on behalf of a Jewish community and a white community who has too often and too many times been complicit, wrong, or stayed away from standing up when necessary is for us to confess the wrong and sins which we might have done. B'mezid uvishkaga, knowingly or unknowingly, as we say in the Kol Nidre, to the black community. This is a time for our silence and for our ability to hear and to take time processing and calibrating what we will do to change our mindset, to change our words, to change our behaviors, and to literally stand up without word, but indeed next to our black brothers and sisters and to let them know they are not alone. This week, Rabbi Feinberg alerted me to a demonstration that was happening here in Kloster. And I brought my daughter, and we went. I didn't know till I got there that it was organized and orchestrated by the junior and senior class here at Northern Valley High School. There were about 200 to 250 people gathered, predominantly juniors and seniors. And let me tell all of you, you are in good hands in our future. These were kids that because of the COVID-19 pandemic were not allowed to have a traditional prom or a formal graduation ceremony with all of the pomp and circumstance that goes with it. These are kids who have had to have homeschooling 
for the last three to four months and not had the opportunity to be with their friends or play organized sports or groups that they're used to. But let me assure you that all of the things that they have been inhibited from have not stunted their maturity one iota. In fact, they have catapulted it. Because these kids have stood up and the most potent part of that gathering for me were two parts. One, it was when they collectively asked for all of us, their peers and the adults, to take a knee and to remain silent for eight minutes and 46 seconds, the exact amount of time that there were knees on top of the neck of George Floyd of blessed memory. And then a young black girl spoke from her heart about what she had to live with and inherit because of her skin tone. And because I was silent, I was able to have her words penetrate not only my ears, but my heart. I'll never know what it is to be a black person in America. But she began the process of sharing, of explaining, of teaching, which cultivates within all of us a sense of empathy. And empathy begins with silence, which has within it our ability to listen and to hear. As we take a moment in memory of George Floyd, and that moment of silence, may it evoke our empathy. May it remind us, Shmiata Ozen Kodem Di that being good listeners comes before our ability and purpose in what we say. And may it create a place of discomfort as it should in that silence. And may that discomfort, may even that sense of shame stoke us to change the world to be the place that we want it to be, that it can be, and that it should be.